93.3 FM. I'm Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. Wall Street will try to wrap up the week today with some gains. The S&P 500 index heading for a fourth straight winning week. For the year, that index is down about 12%. Some pharma shares lower today, including GlaxoSmithKline. Investors are bracing for billions in Zantac heartburn medicine litigation charges. Plaintiffs claim it contained a probable cancer-causing agent. Johnson & Johnson will stop selling talc-based baby powder glue globally next year, focusing on a cornstarch-only formula. It's already stopped selling the talc powder in the U.S., where it faces thousands of lawsuits by cancer patients who claim it was contaminated with asbestos. EV maker Rivian says it now expects a bigger loss for this year. Walgreens offering signing bonuses of up to $75,000 to lure in new pharmacists to the chain, according to the Wall Street Journal. Jessica Ettinger, CNBC. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Imagine everything you need in one place, all within reach at your fingertips. Welcome to your Appy Place, the all-new Staples Connect app, where you can save money with just a tap, exclusive app-only savings, and all your rewards in one place. No searching, just saving. Now, download the Staples Connect app and get $10 off your next $50 in-store purchase. Download the Staples Connect app today and find your happy place. Offer ends 1231 in-store only. See app for full offer details. You're listening to The Rick Smith Show on KCAA. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor, Teamsters 1932, a strong union with 14,000 members in the IE. Go to Teamsters1932.org for more information. Are you underpaid and overworked? Is a living wage and employee benefits like affordable health care more of a dream than a reality for you and your family? If so, it's time to form a union. Don't be denied the wages and benefits you deserve. Come together in a union with the power of numbers. A union is not a privilege. It's your right, and it will make a difference. Contact Teamsters Local 1932, a powerful and successful labor union in San Bernardino, by visiting Teamsters1932.org backslash organize to start today. I'm Rick Smith, host of The Rick Smith Show, inviting you to listen to my show during the noon hour every weekday right here on KCAA. My show is sponsored locally by Teamsters 1932, a strong union with 14,000 members in the IE. Our message is clear. Unions improve the lives of working people. You have a right to form and join a union. So go to Teamsters1932.org and get started now. Located in the heart of San Bernardino, California, the Teamsters Local 1932 Training Center is designed to train workers for high-demand, good-paying jobs in various industries throughout the Inland Empire. If you want a pathway to a high-paying job and the respect that comes with a union contract, visit 1932trainingcenter.org to enroll today. That's 1932trainingcenter.org. Are you graduating high school soon and wondering what to do next? College is one option, but why not consider the high-paying jobs made possible by union power? Labor Union Teamsters Local 1932 is open to training center to get you into the high school to high-paying job pipeline. You'll learn all the skills needed to excel in opportunities across industries. Visit 1932trainingcenter.org to enroll today. That's 1932trainingcenter.org. Labor unions built the middle class, and the middle class built America. That's the message from Teamsters Local 1932, a strong and successful labor union based in San Bernardino that represents over 14,000 hardworking people across the Inland Empire. The Teamsters are ready to help you organize for better pay, increased benefits, and improved working conditions. Reach out to Teamsters 1932 at teamsters1932.org backslash organize to speak with an organizer today. 
Here is the voice of the working class, Rick Smith. And welcome, brothers, sisters, working class heroes. This is the Rick Smith Show. Thanks so much for being here today on the big program. Lots to get to, lots to talk about. Hey, interesting day. Right-wing talk radio, right-wing cable news. Got a man killed today. Uh, Good job, Tucker. Way to go, Hannity, Ingram, the F channel. All you crazy wannabes, nice job. Uh, Limbaugh's probably smiling at his handiwork from his grave, I'm sure. Uh, As a, a... a faithful, I'm sure, of all of those, a truth social, a truth social oh, member, and in some of the truth social comments, wow, uh, decided in Cincinnati, Ohio, gonna gonna break into an FBI building, gonna gonna storm the FBI with a nail gun and an AR-15, and you go, which uh, which uh, I don't know, which one should I take, the AR-15? Nail gun. Which one's going to get me through the bulletproof glass? Um, I think we're going to go with the nail gun. <laughs> I think we'll go nail gun on this. Yeah, yeah, nail gun. Uh, and and it, to his credit, I'll give him, I'll give the guy credit. Um, he he put out on truth through social in a in a truth. <laughs> well, I thought I had a way through bulletproof glass, and I didn't. Uh, if you don't hear from me, it's true. I tried to attack the FBI, and it'll either mean I was taken off the Internet, the FBI got me, or they sent the regular cops. Uh, no, they killed him in a cornfield. And, and look, you know, I'm, I'm, I never talk about crazy people in their, I, I don't say their names, I don't talk about uh, their manifestos, uh, any of this stuff, but I was reading through some of the, the the truth social posts through some of the social media posts, and and it's eerily familiar to all of the the stuff that I read on Gab uh, before January sixth. The kind of hatred, the vitriol, uh, the kind of calls to arms. We're gonna take our country back. Uh, you know, talking about, you know, no, we're not going to go, you know, mass shootings where leftists go or lighting buses on fire with transsexuals in them. This is what he wrote. Uh, not finding people with leftist signs in their yards and beating them up. Uh, violence is not all terrorism. He says, kill FBI, the FBI on site and be ready to take down other active enemies of the people and those who try to prevent you from doing this. And this, this look, this is what the right wing has, has grown. This is what they have, they have fostered. This is the kind of rhetoric they've encouraged from top down. Because, uh, look, the, the, the Q people, the, the Q people, uh, what was their first response? Pedophile ring. Yeah, the judge, the judge who signed the, the, uh, the, the warrant. Pedophile. Jeffrey Epstein, pedophile. That's their, their response to everything. And the whole reason that they, they went after Trump is because he was ready. He was ready to he was going to he was going to bust the whole ring wide open. You know, the guy who was on Epstein's Island, pictures of him, you know, with his armor on Epstein. He he was he was only there undercover. He was only there undercover. He was only going through the uh, Miss Teen USA pageants, looking at the naked girls um, undercover. Yeah, that, that kind of stuff. He was going to bust this wide open, wide open. This is how they think. And the kind of rhetoric that you you see and you read from them, dangerous. But the right wing has created platforms specifically because this is free speech. And look, uh, since yesterday, interesting phone call yesterday, got me you know, a couple of very, very bizarre emails from from right-wing folks. And look, I've got some MAGA listeners uh, as a union guy. And, and look, there are a lot of good union members who, who have kind of lost their minds on this MAGA stuff. So I got a bunch of it. And, you know, this this Tree of Liberty stuff. You know, we're at a moment, Rick. I had one guy write me, it's time to water the Tree of Liberty with the blood of tyrants and patriots. This kind of, this vitro, the, the kind of talk that I'm sure this guy bought into. I feel sorry for this guy. Because I'm sure in his heart of hearts, 
He believed that he was fighting the good fight. He bought what they were selling. And really what they were selling was beet juice and vitamins and stuff to get into his pocket. They were just using fear, anger, and, and a little bit of, hey, we've got, we've got the message. We've got the way. So you got people who are a little desperate, a little afraid, a little dim. I mean, that's a cocktail for disaster. And as a friend reminded me, you give me that recipe, I can turn you into a jihadist or a Jehovah's Witness. Either way. And this is what the, where the right wing understands. They understand the messaging and the constant drumbeat of fear and anger, the kind of outrage candy that they have to keep feeding these folks. The government's coming for you. They're coming for you. An attack on our dear leaders, an attack on you. Three times today, I got the Churchill quote. Three times. It's not a choice to fight evil. You must fight evil. For it will either kill you now or kill you later, but it will surely kill you. You may have to fight when there's no hope of victory because it's better to perish then than to live as slaves. And you go, wait a second, what are you talking about? And of course, you know, yesterday Waco came up and Ruby Ridge came up again. And I went to my MAGA cabinet. Uh, I, I have a few people that I go to and I said, hey, what do you think of this? And, oh, did I get an education on Ruby Ridge and Waco and, and, and the Montana Freeman and how all the FBI, their you know, jackbooted thugs and all of this stuff. I'm going, but wait a second. There's this rule of law thing. And I, I come back to what my original statement was yesterday. There's the rule of law. When the FBI comes to your door, you got two choices. You can comply with the, with the search warrant. You can comply with the arrest warrant. Or you can fight. And if you fight, consequences are what they're going to be because they're not just going to go away. Oh, we didn't mean the search warrant. Oh, we didn't mean for you. Oh, you're, you said no. Okay, we're not going to, we're not going to, we'll go away. You got two choices in this country. You comply or you fight. And if you fight, you deal with the consequences. Uh, because in this country, we have the rule of law. And this is where I went yesterday. You have the full access to the judicial system. That's how we deal with disputes. And as they were laying out the, the Ruby Ridge thing, especially, you know, he was, he was, you know, just supporting, he was just protecting his family. Go, but wasn't he under indictment already? Wasn't he supposed to show up to court? And weren't they coming to, well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And you go, but again, it's the rule of law. If you don't show up to court, they're going to come get you. That's how this works, right? Uh, the Freeman is the same thing. They decided they were going to bounce checks and break the law. Are they not held accountable? And the answer, well, it's different. And this is where the frustration I have is because we have a president, a former president, that we now, we now understand they were looking for classified documents that have to do with nuclear stuff, nuclear documents in his position. What was he going to do with those? And would it matter, you know, would it matter that, who knows, could he be our AQ con? Could, could he be selling the, who knows? It's, it's, it's twisted and we're in just this weird kind of world. Now, they're saying that the informant possibly was part of the Secret Service. Could have been. But it's an interesting point, that place that we're in. Because you've got MAGA world who can do no wrong. Trump can do no wrong. Now, remember what I said right from the start. Right when this happened, I said Trump could put all this to bed. He could make that search warrant public. He could have said, this is what they came to look for. And he could, he could make his defense. He could have done that. And he didn't. In fact, if you, if you remember, Eric, the, the brilliant one, <laughs> said they never even got a copy of it. Got nothing. They got nothing. Now, he lied. A Trump family trait. Here's the fun part. Because I said they could do this. They would lay out what they were looking for. And now we kind of know. Merrick Garland today comes out and goes, you know what? We're going to seek to unseal that. 
we're going to seek because we understand the significance of uh, you know, the scrutiny taken here. We want full transparency. We want sunlight. Uh, we want accountability. And they're, they're opening this up. They want to open this up. Here's going to be the fun part. So MAGA world, I want you to, I want you to pay attention because this is important. What are you going to do when Trump says, mm, no, we don't want that made public. Uh, we're going to file to ensure that it remains sealed. What are you going to do? Where does the loyalty then go? And I go back to this person who was who was killed today. Murdered because of Fox News, murdered because of the radicalization of the right wing outrage candy that he's been been shoved down his throat for decades. All because and, and, and I, I will I will put my last dollar on it all because I'll guarantee life wasn't what he was hoping for. Struggling to make ends meet. This isn't the country that he grew up believing in. That work hard, play by the rules thing, get ahead thing wasn't working out. And constant diet of blaming those people, those others. Again, you come back to what I said at the beginning. Someone who's a little afraid, a little fear, a little dim, a little desperate. You can turn them into anything. As my friend said, from a from a jihadist to a Jehovah's Witness. It's scary stuff. Let's quick go to the phones. Got Kurt on line one. Kurt, what's go what's on your mind? Well, good evening, Rick, and thank you for taking the call. What's on um, your mind? So so this is the thing that really bothers me the most about these Fox Noise hosts and these uh I don't even want to call them politicians. They're trolls in Congress. Is these people know better? Or at least we're supposed to believe they know better as far as how the Constitution works. If they're only telling you a half-truth, because, you know, how are you going to get people enraged? Like that, I don't even call him a gentleman, that person down in my state of Ohio, in, in Cincinnati, who uh, went to the FBI office today, and then, what was it, he was shot and killed by the police? Yep. So... You know, this is this is dangerous, and this is I, I just have to say a lot of these have to be these younger boomers who may have missed a few civics classes before they took civics out of the public schools, and a lot of these Gen Xers who grew up under 40 years of Reaganomics, as Tom Hartman would say, all bad things today lead back to Ronald Reagan. Yep, no, I agree. So, so I just I just wish I don't know, and I understand that. Low information voter, that's not necessarily a bad term. Low information voter are a lot of people who are just too busy living life, like you said, to make ends meet in order to survive. They don't have the time. And unfortunately, a lot of people who are quote-unquote low information voters are driving from job to job or place to place, and they think they're being informed, and unfortunately there's not enough say, liberal talk radio stations that carry the Rick Smith show, but they listen to conservative talk radio. So if you're going to get that steady diet, of course you're going to have fear and you're going to have hate and you're going to have, you know, whatever, because, you know, it's them against you. And I just, it just baffles me. And I just, I'm almost speechless tonight. No, it's, because of it's, what happened in Cincinnati. It's disgraceful. And and I'm heartbroken for this 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 family and the people involved in this because this didn't have to happen. Because this was No, it didn't. And it's and the sad thing is is it's probably going to happen again because this is the environment that's being created on the right and it's not just the F channel and all of the F channel wannabes on cable news and all of the uh, all of the Limbaugh wannabes. You know, it's it's our political system that is, is bought into this as well. You've got politicians. You got Rand Paul coming out and saying that the FBI is planting evidence. Uh, for me, that's oh, yeah, and that. Go ahead. I mean, it's 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 unforgivable for a politician to come Taylor out and say Green, something like that. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene amplified it an hour later. Did you see Michael Steele talk about that? You had Rand Paul at nine o'clock talking about the planet evidence and Marjorie Taylor Greene at 10 o'clock. Right. Now, here's the, the thing. Planet. This is the important part, Kurt. The coordination on the right 
the Democrats are terrible at this. And I've, I've, I've oh, talked about this for years. Absolutely. They are horrible at messaging. They are horrible at coordination. Republicans have got it down to a science. They understand oh, how this outrage machine has to work. They are coordinated with the with the talk radio side, with the cable news side, all of the online side. They're, they are all a machine. The message goes out. It is a top-down, filtered machine, think tank-tested a focus group approved, man. They have got it down. So none of this and stuff is bleeds, by chance. It leads. That's it. Right. And when it bleeds, it leads for no, them. No, none of this stuff is by chance. And and again, I come back to why this is. It's to keep us pitted against each other. It's to keep you and me and everyone else, all of the working class, fighting each other so that they continue to rob us blind by stealing wages, by taking health care benefits, by destroying pension security, by by robbing our coffers constantly. And what are we fighting over? Who goes to which bathroom? Uh, who, if, if a criminal gets held accountable, it's insane where we are, Kurt. It is, it's absolutely insane. And how I just, it just baffles me that it's all because of one Charles Manson wannabe to the next level. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not going to give Trump that kind of power. He is, he's in this position, but this is where the Republican Party has been going for a very long time. I'm not going to do the Liz Cheney and focus solely on Trump to save the GOP. The GOP is infested by, by criminals and cowards and, and all of this, and, and the whole party needs to be fixed. So my Republican friends, and I, I know some decent people who are still— Oh, I do too. Please take your party somewhere back near the, the sane line and get rid of these people. Run for office. You know, the thing— and that's the one thing I would say is until they start going back to the days of hell, I'd even say go back to the days of Nixon almost. And that's pretty bad that they go back to the days of Nixon. But it's definitely the days of Eisenhower. I got no use for this Republican Party. And that's sad because yep. I don't want one party rule in this country, namely the Democratic Party, because then it, then that becomes horrible. I like the two party system where you have a fair, healthy debate of ideas there you go that's what it comes down to and right now the republican party has no ideas other than tax breaks for the wealthy but in order to get those votes because clearly they don't have the vote on that idea alone they have to talk about critical race theory like you said transgender homosexuality black people brown people you know the rapists and the murderers and the drug dealers and some very nice people and both there's good people on both sides that, except that's your the side kind of garbage except and that's been the whole thing about you know all the politicians suck everyone in congress sucks we need to get rid of every one of them but why is it that my guy sucks but your guy is great or vice versa that's the problem we love our guy i'm not saying you and me no i don't scott perry is my representative i want to see him in jail so don't throw me in right, that, but that you month. Know, okay but I'm just saying in generalities, people will say, your guy sucks, but my guy is great. So we keep electing the same yahoos over and over and over again. Yep. I mean, does I mean, does Chuck Grassley really need to be in the Senate when he's like 150 years old? <laughs> uh, I think there's someone better in Iowa, and I'm hoping very soon they will find someone. But that's, uh, Mark, that's actually Mark, uh, I mean, what's his name? Uh, I can't think of his name. He's an admiral, and I can't think of his name. It escapes me right now. And... You know, the sad part is that guy is a military brass. He's a, probably a decorated soldier in the U.S. military. Being an admiral, you'd have to be. I'll guarantee you Chuck Grassley, which I want to know Chuck Grassley's role on January 6th. Why did he all of a sudden become prepared to take Mike Pence's place that day? That's what I want to know. But I'll guarantee you Chuck Grassley's going to win with a huge plurality of the vote in yeah, Iowa I, this I'm year. with you. Uh, but, Kurt, I appreciate the time, man. Good, good call. Thank you, and you have a good night. You Bye. too. Thanks so much. It's interesting, you know, Kurt brings up Chuck Grassley, because Grassley had an interesting comment that, that grabbed my attention. Um, because the other boogeyman here, again, back to the fear, uh, Republicans are focusing, you know, on the, the latest, the greatest uh, hate focus, uh, bringing back an oldie, an oldie but a goodie, because everyone hates paying taxes, right? I, I do. I do it because, you know, that's how we pay. That's how we pay for our roads and our bridges and education and all of the things that we need. Uh, but he came out and said uh, of the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, are we going to have a strike force that goes in with AK-40, AK-15s, AK-15s? I think he meant AR-15s uh, ready to shoot some small business person in Iowa. 
So he's he's already priming the the dim, the the fear, the the afraid, um, the the you know the the desperate by going, hey, you know that IRS agent, that IRS agent. We're going to give them AK-15s now. I guess we've developed a new weapon, according to him. Um, but we're going to give them weapons, and they're going to come kicking in your door because we've given money to the IRS to go after rich people so that they'll pay their taxes. But again, this is about, about the fear. And, and again, this message has been amplified by numerous politicians and, and right-wing pundits. And what's frightening to me if you look at the most recent morning consult poll, Trump's support has actually gone up. 58% of Republican voters said that they would support him in the 2024 primary if it were held today. Uh, that's the highest on record since his 2020 loss. Uh, that is a uh, that is kind of a big deal. Because what that, te- what that tells us is the right-wing echo chamber is in full spin mode. That they've got a hold of their base and the the outrage candy, it's working. The fear, it's working. When the Wall Street Journal, this is one of those things just amazes me. The newspaper of the investor class, the Wall Street Journal runs an op-ed. I mean, this is just amazing to me. That says, you can hate Donald Trump until your eyes pop out. But let's be clear, he was the 45th president of the U.S. He served four years in office. No president was who was disliked by many, not Clinton, not Reagan, nor FDR, had his home invaded by a squad of FBI agents. This should never happen in the U.S. End of discussion. End of discussion. Now, here's the, here's the weird part. Uh, we're now finding out that had nuclear documents. Now finding out that uh, he they requested numerous times. Also found out that, I guess, in the spring, they subpoenaed for these documents. Oh, didn't know that. No, didn't know that, that they continually asked. They sent a team down, got boxes, took some of their stuff back, said, hey, we know we know there's more. Here's a subpoena. We want We want that stuff back. And a defiant Trump. No. No, no. Does any of this matter to MAGA world? Now, look, I know the folks on the left, they're, they're, they're giddy with the possibility that Trump's going to end up in an orange jumpsuit picking up litter on the side of the highway. That's never happening. He's not going to jail. But some bit of accountability, don't you think, is important? I don't care who the president was. We haven't had this kind of criminality ever. And to have a a large segment of our population who doesn't seem to care, in fact, has, has politicized this to the point to where any accountability whatsoever is pure politics, is ridiculous. We folks have a lot, a lot of growing to do. Love to hear your thoughts. Email me, Rick at the RickSmithShow.com. Gonna take a quick break. When we come back, our good friend Sarah Burris gonna be here to share some thoughts on her work over at Raw Story. She's one of my favorite reporters over there. If you miss any of our, our program, make sure you grab the podcast. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. Right back. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1937. That was the day the International Longshoremen's and Warehousemen's Union was founded. After the victorious strike of 1934 that established the Union Hiring Hall, West Coast Union leaders embarked on an inland campaign to organize the thousands of warehouse workers who handled shipped goods. But West Coast dock workers overwhelmingly chose to join the CIO after it was expelled 
quote from the AFL earlier that year. They found that the ILA planned to abandon the warehouse workers they had worked so hard to organize. They also opposed dues assessments to fight the CIO and disagreed with the ILA's hostility to minimum wage laws, social security, and unemployment insurance. Radicals like Harry Bridges and others had established themselves not only as workers' leaders, but also led attacks on Jim Crow racism in the ranks and in the industry. The success of the 1934 strike was due in part to the welcoming of blacks into the ranks of the union. In his book, Workers on the Waterfront, Historian Bruce Nelson notes that, quote, the ILWU's well-known opposition to racial discrimination was an important factor in the union's expansion into Hawaii, not only on the waterfront, but among sugar and pineapple plantation workers. The triumph of the ILWU in Hawaiian agriculture brought about a degree of fraternization across racial lines that few had thought possible. Since then, the union has beat back numerous Taft-Hartley and McCarthy-era attacks. More recently, the ILWU has been in the forefront of broader social justice struggles, leading walkouts and work stoppages for various political causes. Today, it represents close to 60,000 workers, including those locals that initially refused to affiliate. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. America's stringent system of corporate capitalism keeps carving out new depths of worker exploitation. Take Chick-fil-A a right-wing Atlanta-based fast food operation boasting that it follows, quote, biblically-based principles. Like slavery? Well, Chick-fil-A hasn't gone quite that biblical yet, but one of its franchises recently pioneered a novel labor compensation innovation that comes close, literally paying some workers chicken feed. This outlet of the $11 billion a year chain called on area residents to staff its new drive through express. But in lieu of wages, they were offering chicken sandwiches. Join the express team and you'd be paid five chicken items per shift. That worked out to less than minimum wage plus indigestion. What we have here is one more absurd illustration that America's sanctified work ethic is a fraud, an empty promise that you'll get ahead if you just work hard enough, keep your nose to the grindstone, and stay loyal to the corporate order for life, no matter how vacuous. But the game is up, for workers across the economy are now seeking more from life than 50 years of serving the company. They're even organizing anti-workaholism groups like I Don't Want a Career, Rest is Resistance, and the NAP Ministry. But don't mistake this rebellion as mere satire by a few puckish slackers. Today's nationwide shortage of workers from truck drivers to teachers is not a momentary economic blip but a defiant declaration of independence from a form of work that is life-sucking. This is Jim Hightower saying, People are not afraid of hard work, nor averse to long hours, if the task and the cause are worth both time and effort. And worth it is increasingly being measured in higher values than dollars alone, including a sense of purpose, community, respect, fairness, and fun. Welcome back to the Rick Smith Show. Now, here is Rick Smith. So you got to love the uh, you, you got to love the fact that uh, Fox News and Trump now have a new defense. Got to love you got to love the defense and the defense is uh, you know, what about Obama? You you gotta love that defense. What 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 about what what about Obama? Obama Obama did stuff. Obama did stuff. I mean that's that's the defense. The defense is is you know. But what 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 about what about them over there? I I wasn't me. You know, it's incredible. I mean, really quite remarkable when you stop and think about it. Uh, that that this is the world that 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 we're in. <laughs> that's the defense. That is the defense. Uh, anyway, here to share some thoughts on the, the the what about Obama defense. I've asked our good friend Sarah Burris to come share some thoughts with us. Sarah, uh, let's give this a try. How are we doing? <laughs> We're good. How are you? Oh, I am. I am. I'm enjoying some of the justifications for some of the insanity. Like, uh, you know, our, our, our best defense is, you know, what about Obama? 
And that one would be completely logical if the National Archives hadn't gone through all of Obama's documents and, you know, all of the people who do national security stuff hadn't reviewed everything that Obama has and turned everything over to the Presidential Library, which, by the way, is a branch of the National Archives (laughs) because that's where presidential documents go. And so I've been really frustrated by that argument all day because it just shows a complete ignorance and lack of of understanding for how um, presidenting, I guess, works. And you would think that that Fox people – no, I guess you wouldn't think that Fox people would know better. No, no. You really wouldn't. No. Look, you know, in fact, you know, I've been to a number of presidential libraries and we've talked to, to people who are the, the curators and they tell us the same thing. This is where all of the, the, the documents are. And I've gone, are there classified documents here? Oh, no, those are those are stayed there because they weed those out. There's a process for that. And it's done through the National Archives. So, you know, I'm not a bright guy, but I at least know that having gone to the George W. Bush Library, having gone to uh, the Jimmy Carter Library. We just we're just at the JFK Library. I've been to a bunch of them. Eisenhower's uh, Truman's. We've been to a bunch of them. They all kind of say the same thing. Uh, no, 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 no national security stuff, but we do have all the documents. But apparently uh, Trump has the nuclear stuff at Mar-a-Lago. So that was the the exciting news for the evening. So at the very least, Obama doesn't have all of the nuclear stuff at the Obama Library, which I don't think it's even open yet. Not yet. So, no, because I, I do want to go to that, um, you know, because it's one of the things that, that I like. I to- figured. No, it's one of the things I like doing. I like seeing the presidential libraries. I've been to McKinley's. So, you know, not much there, but it's 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 something. They gave it a try. Um, but here's the thing, you know, and I, again, I keep coming back to this. My view on, on all of this is I, I truly don't think Trump was going to sell them. I, I've had some people going, no, he was going to sell nuclear secrets. Got, I don't know. I don't think he was going to do that. I think this was purely a vanity thing. Hey, look what I've got. I, I, I truly think that's what it is. Maybe. I mean, it may also have been that he jacked them because he thought that he might sell them. Like, I can see him thinking, well, you know, I don't know if, you know, things are going to get bad. Like, what if what if I lose everything and I need some cash and this is my only option? So you're um, so you're going to go down the, the rabbit hole of, hey, he needs cash, going to sell those nuclear secrets to Iran to uh, give it to he's going to give it to uh, to Rudy to sell to the uh, Mujahideen Kalk. Uh, is this the route we're thinking? I don't know. I think he I think he probably if he had them for a reason like that, it wasn't to immediately sell them. I think it was just a plan for, you know, maybe if something bad happens, this is my you know, this is my get out of jail free card. Or something. Uh, I I don't know what it is, but you know, at the end of the day, I'm 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 actually quite amazed at the response from the general public of going, look, we just want our nuclear secrets, we want our stuff back. Uh, theft is a bad thing, and having people go, no, 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 you raided the president's house, yeah, because he took stuff that didn't belong to him. We used to, as a country, you know, as parents, we used to think, no, stealing is bad. As Christian people, there's one of those one of those rules that you want plastered everywhere. You know, that, that's Thou one of those. Thou shall not jack stuff. <laughs> Thou shall not jack stuff, right. <laughs> the thing that's crazy to me is, um, is watching all of these Republicans fall all over themselves trying to defend themselves, trying to defend Donald Trump. And the, the statement that came out today was... Um, uh, a Trump, a Trump at world ally or something told Republicans, "Hey, you guys, you may want to like kind of cut it down a little bit because you don't know what all they have and what all he had and how bad this could be. So you may like maybe keep it on the DL." But that really didn't <laughs> stop anybody. Even Steve Scalise was talking about bad apples in the FBI this morning, and and um, it's just it's really surprising to me that these guys are. They trusted Trump again, you know, like he he clearly did something really stupid. Um, Folks don't know how bad or how stupid it is, but they're willing to go to the mattresses for him. And you're just like, really? 
like you guys got a couple months before the election. Maybe don't don't <laughs> give props for breaking national security. And look, you know, and as I said at the beginning here, you know, uh, you know, some poor schlub decided he was going to get the AR-15 and a, and a nail gun, and somehow that yeah. nail gun was going to get him through bulletproof glass. Uh, I, I want to know the YouTube video that said, here's how you get through bulletproof glass with a nail gun. I want to see that. Um, but, you know, Fox News and the other outrage idiots got this guy killed. And it's because of this kind of uh, this kind of heated rhetoric or even now, as you've pointed out, Trump's going, yeah, maybe, maybe not go so far. And the thing is, is like th- they've been doing this for a while now. They've had. You know, four people died as a result of January 6th, and they've got this thing. And it's like, please, for the love of God, would figure out that this is not a game anymore. Like, really, going after people like this is not, it's not safe. And the idea that everybody is is losing their mind over Brett Kavanaugh, you know, having to walk past women with signs on the sidewalk. But but you've got a, a... a group of people who are talking about like sharing the information of this judge in uh, this federal judge and like his, who his family is and where he goes to temple. And I mean, that's just really disturbing. Yeah. But, but Sarah, it's he, not, he, but Sarah, he's a pedophile. Uh, this is what we're being told he, right, right from the beginning. That's it. Right. First car, first club out of the bag, pedophile. First club out of the bag was um, I think it, and it was the New York post. So it was a Murdoch outlet who said he's linked to Jeffrey Epstein. Well, you don't, you know how he's linked to Epstein. He, he worked for a woman who was one of Epstein's victims, his scheduler who, who was called, uh, he used to call her his sex slave. Like really you want to try and claim that this guy was an Epstein person when he was the one who was helping people, you know, who were on the other side of Epstein. That just doesn't, he was in the same room. Like really he was in the same yeah. room, Sarah. That's all that matters. And for the for those folks, and yes, I know it's pedophile, uh, but he was a pedophile. He was one of those those there pedophile. He was in the room. Trump was in the room, but he was under he was he was conducting an investigation because, as the Q folks are saying, the reason the FBI raided his his personal safe was to get the the information because he was going to break this all open. He was going to break open the big ring. Uh huh. <laughs> Sure. If that was true, why didn't he do that, you know, right after he lost the election yeah. or right before he lost the election yeah. or why right, you, you know, the like day why, you found out. Yeah. Like, why do you sit on stuff like that? That's not that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. Yeah. But, you know, I look at this shoot, this this guy today going to the FBI building and, and look, it's predictable. You know, this this kind yeah. of heated rhetoric, this kind of when you got Chuck Grassley now you know, pointing people at the IRS going, and I don't know when AK-15s came around, but evidently IRS agents are going to have AK-15s and they're going to start kicking in doors with no knock warrants because you didn't, you took an extra deduction, which I'm going, really? I'm more afraid of the pocket protector and the pen, but okay, you've got the AK-15. Yeah. That's the thing that's really scary to me is that, um, the, so what has been happening is the IRS has been coming after normal people like us because we're easy, right? Yeah. Like if you can show up at my door and get like two grand out of me, that's a good day's work. And um, But if you go up against a, a millionaire or a billionaire who can spend some a good chunk of change fighting you in court, that takes a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of re- you know effort, staff time. And so – going after those people is not something that is advantageous to the IRS. So they don't do it. That's why a big piece of what Democrats have been saying is if you actually fully fund the IRS, then maybe we can go after some of these millionaires and billionaires who don't even pay the the small, the tiny, tiny bit of taxes that they have to pay. And instead they're coming after us. So it's so frustrating because I hear people like Grassley and it's like, dude, you know, give them money so they'll leave people like us alone who, you know, somebody claims like, you know, a dog walker on their taxes for 50 bucks, something like that. Like, well, the, the key on, here still dude. is, I'm sorry, don't claim the dog walker. 
True. Definitely don't claim the dog walker on your taxes. Yeah, it's it's. But again, you know, I've had a bunch of conservatives yell at me. Well, you're 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 supporting the IRS. You're supporting the FBI. Yeah. If you don't want the IRS knocking on your door, don't cheat. If you don't want the FBI knocking on your door, don't crime. This doesn't seem all that difficult. Really doesn't seem that complicated. It seems very easy um, to say that, you know, the idea that Republicans are saying, you know, if they're going after Trump, the next thing is they're going after you. No, they're really not because I'm not criming. I'm not even close to criming. Like, uh, there's no criming that could even possibly happen because i would rather take a nap so really like <laughs> i'm you, not your person you mean when you go and to the I wedding you just don't have nuclear bed. documents laying around you just don't have classified documents right. on the coffee table you, you don't have that laying around no what's wrong with you i really don't i know clearly um you know i got some harry potter books on the shelf uh, and uh <laughs> and that's that is the extent of my excitement <laughs> in my apartment. Uh, last, so, last bit, I, on, last bit on Trump. Um, uh, I, didn't he once say something about uh, pleading the fifth? Was there a statement that uh, <laughs> mumbled out of his mouth one time? Oh, he said mobsters plead the fifth. And but, yet, uh, we know. find out that was it yesterday? Uh, Four hundred and forty times he he pled the fifth. Yeah, and what's really funny is he put out a statement. I think as he was going in to meet the um, the people doing the deposition, because, I mean, it basically seemed like, I mean, we got the statement and I was like, wow, that, that was a fast deposition. No, the dude was there all day long. And he just put out the statement the second he walked in the door. So he knew he was going to plead the fifth. And he was basically trying to come up with the excuse for it for, you know, however long and explain away the fact that he was like, well, I don't know, I guess I'm going to have to do this thing. Um, but now I, he says, you know, he understands it now. He understands why people plead the fifth. Yes. Yes. Because you don't want to incriminate yourself because you've incriminated yourself. Because you've committed crimes. Yes. You know, I you have I, crimes. I completely you have get done it. incriminating things. Exactly. When you're criming, yeah, and this is what I, you know, I, I tell my kids all this, all this all the time. You have the right to remain silent. Use that. Use yes. it often. It's one of your rights. Know it. Internalize it. Use it. And this is where I wish Trump and would don't do write more of that. Don't write off the dog walker. <laughs> the dog walker. <laughs> you listen to the Rick Smith Show. We're here with Sarah Burris. Sarah's a reporter over at Raw Story. RawStory.com is where you can find her stuff. She does fabulous work there. I want to get your thoughts on my state of Pennsylvania. Evidently, a bunch of subpoenas are are flying around the state house. In fact, the FBI, the dreaded FBI, is uh, is is, inve- is interviewing a bunch of I, I'm pretty sure mostly Republican House members. Uh, and I gotta assume that this has got to do with uh, the fake electors and all of the the nonsense around the trying to steal the election, you know, like our Nazi governor. Um, curious your thoughts on the uh, the subpoena stuff. That's what I thought, too, um, because this sort of looks a little bit like what they did in Georgia with some of the fake electors there. Um, so my my assumption was that this goes back to that there. I mean, the, the DOJ is 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 really cracking down on this. This is a legit thing. Um, anybody, these people like willingly signed their name on a piece of paper that was fake document that was then, you know, nearly, nearly handed to the, uh, uh, to the vice president on the Senate floor during the counting of the, or the certification of the 2020 election. And I mean, that's as close as you get to, you know, a piece of paper basically being a coup, right? Like this is. That's where we are. Now, um, so the question I have for you is, you know, people have been taking a lot of shots at Merrick Garland over the last couple of months. And look, I've I've questioned why it's taking so long, but I've always said we're not hearing anything. So they must be busy. Uh, are we now starting to see the busy work come to light? So one of the things that um, I heard uh, somebody who actually knows him say is that Merrick Garland is very, very quiet. And um, he's kind of like a tank where it, he's going to move the, the tank around and take very close aim and nothing's going to happen until he fires. And when he fires, it's going down. And so I'm, my guess is that this is it 
this is this is it happening, right? Everything is now, it seems like everything now is coming out all at once. And I can only gather that it's because he's got it all. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing too, right? Is that this is not somebody who's going to wait around and think, you know, oh, maybe, maybe we don't have this case. Maybe I can't, you know, he can't be guilty. That from what people say about Garland is he doesn't, he doesn't move until he knows he's going to, he's going to get a conviction. So we'll see. We will see, which is why, you know, I've been, I've been saying all through this part, the reason we haven't seen any leaks is because people know that they're getting out work to do and they're, they're all focused on a task and they're all going in the right direction. Uh, the reason that, that yeah. Trump's DOJ leaked like a sieve is because, well, they weren't doing the work. So this, uh, I, I, I'm guardedly optimistic. Guardedly optimistic. Lastly, I got to get your thought on this. Uh, maybe you're excited about this. Maybe you're not. There's a new conservative dating app coming online next month. It's called The Right <laughs> Stuff. It's The Right Stuff. This could be The Right Stuff. Uh, Sarah, could be the right stuff. It's gonna seeking to open up a new door for the political right who hope to find more like-minded people in the romantic world. <laughs> you know, they've tried this a couple of times. I don't remember what it was called, but there was a Trump, some kind of Trump supporter dating app that they had briefly that didn't go anywhere. Um, nobody signed up for it because nobody wanted to date a Trumper. Um and I think, too, like that's the other piece of this is that the Republican Party has been really taken over, co-opted by the Trump people. So how many people want to date Trumpers? It's only other other Trumpers. Yeah. So angry dude social yeah. is not was already taken. Is that what is that why they're calling it the <laughs> right stuff? I guess. And Peter Thiel, the um, PayPal dude, is the one who's financing the thing. He financed like one point five million dollars of it. I just don't see how this is going to work. It makes me think a little bit about Getter. Remember Getter? Oh. <laughs> um, it's kind of like that, or like Truth Social, where Trump showed up at, at CPAC, and it turns out there were 85 people in the audience who were on Truth Social out of, what, a couple thousand. Um, so, you know, they can't even get their own people to join in. Wow. Heck, I'm on Truth Social. How do you have not every idiot there? Because the, I want to read what the crazy people are saying. You're crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's no way I could do it, oh. uh, especially after seeing some of the stuff that they've been saying about civil war and yada yada about the FBI. Man, that was that was some rough stuff to read. Yeah, These no. people are nuts. No, that, that's it's where we are. I want to know where my neighbors are. Uh, but, Sarah, I appreciate the time. As always, great stuff. Thank you. I'm sorry our audio was so jacked. That's all right. It worked well. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. Our good friend Sarah Burris. Make sure you check out her work over at Raw Story. RawStory.com, the website. Right back, 1-866-416-RICK, 1-866-416-7425. This is The Rick Smith Show, where working people come to talk. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1894. That was the day that federal troops pushed Kelly's Industrial Army out of Washington, D.C. and across the Potomac River. The army was a group of unemployed men who had come to the nation's capital to protest government inaction. The country was in the grip of an economic depression. The nation's agricultural regions in the South and Great Plains were also hit by a drought. Times were hard for American workers and families. The call had gone out across the nation for the unemployed to make their way to the doorstep of Congress. The goal was to petition for public infrastructure projects to put people back to work. Businessman Jacob Coxey had organized a march of the unemployed from Ohio. Charles T. Kelly and his group came from California. They rode the rails and made it to Des Moines, Iowa, where they encamped. After a while, the local residents decided the unemployed group had outstayed their welcome. The Iowans provided lumber so the industrial army could build flatboats and be on their way. By the time Charles Kelly and his men made it to D.C., Coxey had already been sentenced to 20 days in jail for trespassing on the Capitol lawn. 
Yet unemployed men from across the country kept coming into the nation's capital. 1,200 men arrived from different points across the country. One of those in Kelly's group was a young author by the name of Jack London. London wrote of his experience, quote, across the wild and woolly west, clear from California, General Kelly and his heroes captured trains, but they fell down when they crossed the Missouri and went up against the effete east. The marchers' protests earned no help from Congress. Like what you hear? Check out more at laborhistoryin2.com. You're listening to The Rick Smith Show, where working people come to talk. So John sent me uh, a couple of emails. Evidently, there are numerous YouTube videos out there on uh, can a nail gun defeat bulletproof glass? Evidently, this guy's been watching YouTube videos on how to use a nail gun to get through bulletproof glass. Who knew? Who knew YouTube could be um, could be your source of, of bad information? Who knew? Who, who, who knew that sitting on the, on the can with your mouth open, doing your research, uh, would get you killed? Uh, I would argue watching Fox News and, and the rest of them. That could get you killed. Let's go to the phone. has got Alice on line one. Alice, how are we doing? We're doing okay. Um, I wanted to say a couple of things. Number one, are you surprised that this guy um, decided to attack the FBI, going no. after the narrative that, you know, Fox and all the right-wing lunatics have been portraying along with the Republican Party? I'm not surprised. Not at all. And and I feel sorry for him. I actually do. I feel sorry because this, this poor guy didn't really have a chance. Uh, you know, as I've said from the beginning, you take somebody who's desperate, dim, and, and fearful, uh, they can be moved in any direction. And as my friend says, I can make them a jihadist or a Jehovah's Witness. You just give me some time. And 40 years of, of Limbaugh and 40 years of hate, uh, outrage candy radio and, and cable news, that's what we get. Yeah. Well, of course, NBC News uh, earlier was tweeting and was saying that um, he had been involved with January 6th, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and the second thing that I wanted to say was my husband and I are taking bets on, uh, not really taking bets, but we're both saying that uh, – Trump and his lawyers are going to say that, for some odd reason, that the the uh, warrant cannot be released because, of course, if it's released, it's not going to fit his narrative. Of course not. No, no, that's where I started at the beginning. I, you, I think Garland did a marvelous thing by going out, going, okay, we're going to release it. We we want to open it up. We want to be transparent. We want people to see this. And putting the ball back in Trump's court because Trump could have done this. I said that on, on day one. He easily could have come out and said, here it is. This is why this is false. And he didn't. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's just a shame that, uh, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if we have some more of these incidences like today. I fear, I fear um, we're going to. Well, I do, too. I, I really believe we are because they're just so out of control. I mean, and when I say they, I mean the Republican Party and the right wing media. And I, I told my husband, I said, well, you know, Trump got somebody else killed. There we go. He, he and the Republicans and Fox News got somebody else killed. So I don't know. The, the only thing I really at this point. I'm beginning to think that, you know, there's free speech and there's free, uh, freedom of the press and all that, but maybe we should start declaring some of these uh, media outlets as terrorists. There you go. Uh, propaganda pushers. Well, we got to do something. We got to start holding somebody accountable. Alice, I appreciate the call. We Thanks did. so much. Uh, bye bye. No, I mean, at the end of this, you know. <laughs> Something's got to give. Uh, I'm I'm all in favor of spe free speech, but you read some of this stuff that this this guy and others put out, vile, just downright vile. In South Korea's capital region, a deluge, turning Seoul's busy streets into rivers. South Korea, the latest victim of climate-intensified, deadly flash floods. 
Last month, one of the hottest Julys ever recorded. Tell me about it. Plus, protesters gathering outside factories like Heineken and Coca-Cola, demanding they reduce water use and redirect it to citizens. Mexico declares state of emergency over intensifying persistent drought. All of that intensification and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Among other things, the bill provides tax credits to boost solar panels, batteries, and other technologies, and also makes the... KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. 